Welcome. I'm Therese Padegian, host and founder of Soulful Practices in Business. In this podcast, we have conversations that are created in the moment about managing business and practice life for soulful, intuitive practitioners. I am here today with the most ever gorgeous Phoebe, Phoebe Chu. Um, did I say that right, Phoebe? Phoebe Chu? Chu, but Chu. okay. Um, Phoebe is all the way in Hong Kong and how I met Phoebe is she is a fellow chiropractor. We went through chiropractic school or university together. We graduated together and um, she went back home to Hong Kong and I stayed in Australia. And what's been amazing is kind of going through these journeys of, you know, of how life unfolds and different conversations and different dialogues that we, we have. And what's interesting is it's like Phoebe and I kind of are on the same path, but a little bit differently. And it's beautiful, but not, having, but, not but having these beautiful conversations with her. And one of the things when I went into my 10 day vow of silence is um, I checked in with Phoebe first to actually see how I could set it up, construct it because she did a 40 day vow of silence and she's going to share that experience with us today. Um, not only that, not only she's a, she's a chiropractor, but um, she is a master leader can i say that in um in the inner sound where she actually guides people through the meditation of inner sound so phoebe i'm so excited that you're Hello. Here. Thank you thank you for joining us thank you for having me <laughs> well, where, where do we start because you know what can we start with the idea of the actual of your 40 days can we actually start with your 40 days then i would like to share why you chose to actually do the silence and then i'd like to share why i chose to do the silence because there are so many people okay. and i want to hear about your experience as yeah, well yeah sure there so. i will i'll share but there are so many people who are so interested when i put up that you know just sharing about my 10-day vow of silence i have got so many messages going I've always wanted to do that. So you are my guru. Not <laughs> <laughs> no, but share, share with us the 40 days, how you actually got there and what the 40 days was like for you. Okay. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of a backstory of how I Go even got to the 40 days in the first place. Okay. So, um, this was back in 2016. Um, I've met, a meditation teacher and some people who have played with Reiki may have heard of Sakem. Okay, so um, Patrick Ziegler is the founder of Sakem. So he comes to Hong Kong once a year to do to teach Sakem. So he has he holds classes. And so 2016 was my first time to have a Sakem class. And Sometime after, he announced that um, he was going to do a 40-day meditation in 2018. And when I first heard of that, I was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The typical typical response. And so he was like, okay. So he also mentioned that um, he met a guru in Brazil. And uh, this guru is actually from India. So this guru teaches... Uh, the inner sound meditation. So basically, long story short, they met up and then they flew to India in 2018. And that's when Patrick first did his 40 day meditation. And so because Patrick only comes to Hong Kong once a year, I had to wait till like the end of the year to hear about his experience. 
Mm. And for sure, like you could actually see there was a big transformation within him. Right. Right. And so when he was sharing about his experience, he was like, oh, my wife is coming with me uh, this time around and she's going to do a 40 day meditation too. So him, his wife and a few other Brazilians went to India in 2018. Yeah, 2018. And so they did another 40 day meditation. And so at, at that time I was like, okay, so his wife, Okay, when, when Patrick announced he was going to do his 40-day medita 40 meditation, we're like, okay, we expected that's, it's probably something that he would do because he's been meditating since he was young anyway. So he's been on this path since forever, right? Yeah. But then to hear that he's also bringing others with him was like, okay, this is something new. Mm -hmm. And so we also saw photos of them before and after. And when they came out, that was when I had my calling. So wow. I started imagining myself, okay, so maybe what if I had to be there for 40 days? What was it going to be like, you know? And then these thoughts, they just start, they just start nagging at you. Yeah, right. right? Until, until one day, like, I think it was a few, I think it was April or something. Anyway, so I messaged Patrick. So I, I was messaging him. So about the 40 days, you know, um, I've been having thoughts about it, but um, I'm a little skeptical whether I can actually do it because, you know, traditionally when you do the 40-day meditation, uh, we're, we're not eating anything. They're only on fermented buttermilk for uh -huh. sustenance, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, so um, I don't think I can do it. And he goes, "Oh well, we can do fruit." <laughs> so, so I I couldn't say no, right? Right. And so finally, when I said, "Okay, sign me up," and then the thought stopped. So I knew that was my calling. So I, I knew I had to do it. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Wow. So you went over to India, Phoebe, to do it? Or did, you, did it happen in Yes, I went to I don't know. We, we flew to India. Okay. And so um, before that, we needed at least a good six months preparation where we had to change to a vegetarian diet. And that was hard already, okay? <laughs> wow. You changed to a vegetarian diet? Yes, I am a carnivore and I changed wow. to a vegetarian. I just acknowledge you. That is huge. <laughs> Knowing you, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you had a pre-build uh, pre up to it. Yeah, so that was, um, uh, traditionally, again, it's a good year, but then we informed Patrick like, you know, halfway through the year. He says, it's okay, six months is fine, as long as you're, you're starting yeah. to get your body to use to uh, intaking less food. Okay. So that's, that's the basis behind it. And so um, when we actually did the 40 days, so instead, so surprise, we actually had two other Brazilians join me and my friend for the 40 days. Mm. So one of them uh, did the 40 days the previous year. And then she goes, you know, I need to come back again. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she was kind of like, kind of like a mentor. She kind of helped us through as well. So for the 40 days, how it worked was all we had to do was meditate for 21 hours a day. Man. <laughs> and, and during 21 the meditation, hours? You, know, you only got yes, 21 hours. hours. 
You got sleep for three yeah. hours? Every day for 40 days. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're crazy. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, keep going. It's not crazy. It just is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so during the meditation, um, all we had to do was just one thing, was just to listen to the inner sound. It sounds easy, right? It's all we had to do. We just had to focus on the sound. Mm. And yeah, that's basically it. We focus on the sound and the purpose of this meditation is to basically connect to our higher selves. So connecting to our souls. Okay, so uh, when, when we come down to earth, it's like our soul from, from the above comes down to like the earth level. So when we're doing the meditation at, at the earth, earth level, level. <laughs> we're raising our vibration. Yeah. We're raising our vibration so we can connect back to our soul level yeah. in a sense. So when okay. when you said sorry, I was just gonna ask, yeah. when you say the inner sound, what is what is exactly the inner sound that you actually have to listen to? Okay. So technically anyone can hear it everyone can hear it so if you put like your finger to your ear and just mm. plug that yeah okay so you would kind of hear this high pitch sound the from sound. The inside yeah right okay so mm. it's it's like a really mild i'm gonna say tinnitus kind of sound yeah yeah and so so that's the sound that we're concentrating on wow for 21 hours for 21 hours, all we had to do was just listen to the sound <laughs> and not fly away. Man. Not think of anything else. That would have been like a journey and a half. Like what, as you're doing this, are you journaling? Are you able to journal? Are you able to, like, where is the dump of all the stuff that's actually coming up? Okay, so uh, for our 40 days, so not only are we meditating for 21 hours, we are actually confined to our rooms for 40 days. How big is so, your room, man? <laughs> oh, no. Um, Please I'm, tell me it's a double bed. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a single room. Wow, okay. It's, a, it's an ensuite. Every room is an ensuite, so we've got our own toilet, so at least, at least you know, that's one, one thing less to worry about. Hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say the size of a single room. So we've got our beds were made of a, a wooden bed frame. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say two inch thick styrofoam. That was our mattress. Okay. It, right. Yeah. Uh, my back was not very happy. I can tell you that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was like really going back to basics. Can imagine. Um, just so you yeah. were in India, don't know what season it was. Hot, cold. What was uh, it? The... Was it was their winter time, so it did get cool. Okay. And so, especially when we're when we're not eating properly. So I'm on fruits for like 35 days. Yeah. Um, you you get really cold. It's yeah. really hard to maintain that body heat. And do you? Is there heating? So I'm just trying to envision this room yeah, and everyone listening was, as well. Um, the group before us, 
they actually bought heaters. They bought a lot of um, blankets. So mm -hmm. we had those to keep us warm. Oh, beautiful. Um, I myself bought a small, small kettle, electric kettle, so I could boil water. Yep. Yeah. And um, just to describe our place a little bit. So this is in central India. And it's like a small city that a lot of people actually have never heard of. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of the locals have never seen a foreigner before in their lives either. Right. So when, when we arrived there, we were like celebrities. <laughs> they were asking us to take selfies left, right, and center. Like, I, I know how celebrities feel right now. <laughs> and I understand why they have sunglasses all the time. Man, wow. Right. Yeah. So uh, we had about two days just to settle in. And um, when, we, when we did start, so apart from, so Patrick came with us and uh, the guru, Master Yogi was also there. So Yogi was our host for the 40 days. Hmm. So he was the one that's actually teaching us the, the inner sound meditation. So he gave us some, some instructions on um, how to, you know, give us little tips on how to focus in on the sound. Um, you could have a few mantras, you could, you know, draw some, some symbols, but essentially you're just listening to the sound the entire time. Hmm. And so for me, the first, I'm going to say the first week was really, really rough. So when you asked whether I did journaling, um, technically we weren't supposed to because we, we had to lock our phones away. Uh, we had to lock our watches away because we, they didn't want any distraction at all. So they didn't want us to know what time it was. Um, basically just the only contact I had with the outside world was the window. So Phoebe, how did you know that you were meditating for 21 hours? Like, did they come in and they go, okay, you can sleep now or you need to wake up now? Yeah. So um, every day, so I, I mentioned a Brazilian who had done it before. Yeah. Um, she would come in about three, four times a day to give us fruits, uh, make sure we had enough water. And yeah. And I'm going to say she was like our alarm clock. So every night at midnight, she'd come in and say, okay, it's time to sleep now. Good night. And then at three in the morning, she'd come in, knock on our doors and say, okay, good morning. Time to wake up, time to meditate. So she was our, she was our clock. Did you ever sleep throughout the meditation? So if you're meditating for 21 hours a day, was like, was yeah. there times, you know, sometimes when I, I, when I started, when I do meditate, it's like, at yeah. the beginning, I'm talking about years ago, it's like I would actually just go to sleep. So did you ever fall asleep during the meditations? Oh, for sure. For that first week, why it was so tough? Because we, we had to get into that zone of meditating for so many hours a day. Yeah. Um, we, couldn't, we couldn't lie down for the meditation. So you're either oh. standing or, yep. or sitting. Right. Yeah. So like you could, you could meditate. Like you could walk in, in circles around your room. That was like my form of exercise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but lying, because lying down, it's kind of like instantly the moment you, 
your bed just hit uh, your head hits the bed then you're you're out right yeah so to prevent that you're sitting up upright and our backs had to be really straight because we had to align the chakras yep it's funny um if your back isn't straight the energy doesn't come it's i i don't it's weird <laughs> there is a I difference hear. i've noticed when when i tried to meditate just like slouching and when yeah. i meditated like good posture i couldn't even lean back on the on the chair everything wow. had to be like up, upright and aligned yeah wow. that's when the energy would come interesting yeah. and then i've lost my train of thought Wow. So, um, okay, here's, I do have another question then. So the 20, you meditated 21 hours a day for 40 days, yep. right? Can yep. you share yep. with us the journey of what some of the stuff that actually came up, how you would have faced it, yeah. how you faced it and then where it led to? Okay. Yeah, good. Um, so because we couldn't really journal, um, I did a little cheating. I did take out my phone every couple of days just to jot down some things. Just, yep. just so I can and remember. And right? secretly it's check. Do I, is, and secretly check, is there any messages? What's, what's happening on social media? <laughs> Actually, I, I did not have data. I did not have okay. data. So I couldn't go behind even if I wanted to. Fair enough. Okay. okay. So um, Patrick would come in once a day to check in on us. And usually that would be about late morning. Yep. Um, the first week it was so rough because we we're trying to adjust to the, the time and we're also trying to keep, just stay awake. Just trying to stay awake was so hard. We get up at three, I'd be, I'd be sitting upright and then the next thing I know my head be dangling off to one side and it's like six o'clock or so. And how I, how I would know of the time, it's because my window faces the uh, local, local mosque. Yeah. And so they have prayers playing every, oh. every few hours, right? So, yeah. So around six-ish or so when the sun comes up, then that's when their first prayers start. And then yeah. another time would be like, I'm going to say late afternoon or yeah, something like that. So I would, I would sort of know the time. Yeah, other than that, wow. Every time I thought of something, it's like I don't know, I don't know whether this is just my body's reaction or or what it was, but I cried. Yeah. I cried like like a waterfall. <laughs> wow, for how many days? Or like the whole uh, time. I'm going to say I'm going to say over 2 weeks. I cried over over 2 weeks. In the first 2 weeks? So, in the first two weeks. So yeah. even the first day when it's like the realization, okay, so we've started, we started the meditation and I'm alone in the room and I'm not allowed to talk to anybody now. Okay. So how is this going to go? Okay. So let's, let's, let's give it a go. Hmm. And then suddenly, I don't know, the tears just came. There were, there were feelings of like, okay, why the hell did I agree to this? I'll, that came up a lot. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, why did I pay money to suffer? <laughs> that came up a lot too. Yep. Uh, there were feelings of loneliness. Um, and again, questioning why I put myself through this. Um, 
I know my friend is across the hall from me, but knowing that I couldn't, you know, go in and yeah. share with her, that's, that was really tough. Um, good thing was, you know, Patrick comes in every day and, and he does check in on us, mm. but it's funny, you know, I'd be crying because it's not constant crying, but it's on and off crying. So I thought I, I had my cool. I finished crying for the day. Patrick comes in and then I'm starting to bawl <laughs> again for no reason whatsoever. Wow. And so he goes, so it got to a point where he comes in and he goes, okay, so what are we crying about today? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was everything. Like I was craving hot food. I was crying. Um, I was homesick. I was crying. Um, again, I was angry with myself for putting myself through this. I was crying. Mm. Yeah. Everything that, that just came up. I was crying, crying, crying. I, I remember and when I think we... that when we chatted yeah. earlier and you said, I was crying over chicken trees. I was crying over chicken. <laughs> yes, yes. It was like on the eighth day or something. I had like this really strong craving for fried chicken. You know, that there were, <laughs> there were wild chickens uh, outside. Yeah. Like uh, my room, this is the, the local river. So I'd see the wild boars. I'd see the wild chickens. And I'm like, I really want fried <laughs> meat right now. <laughs> Oh man. And and there was one point where I Oh, it was on day five. Day five our power got cut up, got cut. And so we had no hot water, so I couldn't take a hot shower. Um I couldn't boil water, so I couldn't have any hot water to drink. So I was feeling really cold, um, really hungry, really craving for hot food and Again, crying to myself, why did I bother to come all the way here to do this to suffer? Mm. And when the power came back, like 48 hours later, I cried again because I was so grateful we had hot water. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> so, Phoebe, I'm just curious, are you still a vegetarian now? Uh, no. Uh, okay. I'm my meat. <laughs> and I, I'm and sorry, I need, I, need the, I need the nutrients there. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you because my body needs meat as well and I go in and out of um, having meat and not having meat. Um, can I ask, when, you, when was it when you reintroduced meat after your 40 days? Um, I tried actually on the first day when we came back out. So yep. just before I flew back to Hong Kong, we had like a, a stay in, in indoor and Mumbai. So I tried like, you know, chicken curry and? and that first taste was like oh yeah <laughs> it was it was why why do i like this right and then you just kept yeah. dating it <laughs> and afterwards it was just like no i love my meat <laughs> okay fair enough now with with all of going through this journey, what would you say the big thing for you was? Like if someone is to enter it, the what big like takeaway? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say it was a really the biggest challenge was perseverance. Mm. Um and the big takeaway was I learned what it means to have inner peace. That was the biggest takeaway for me. And how? So because yeah. in India, um, you, you know, you, you go, okay, I'm going to India for a retreat. And you think, 
it's going to be so peaceful. It's going to be so Zen. It's going to be awesome. And no, India is not a Zen place. It's <laughs> just loud traffic everywhere. Uh, drums and music playing for about 20 hours a day. Uh, they've got these like music speaker cars that come in and Love it. they just park right in front of our temple. And it's, it's wedding season, by the way, in January. Okay. So every day during daytime, it's just doosh, 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 doosh. <laughs> to the point that the bed shakes, you know? Oh, and wow. And you're thinking, how am, how am I supposed to feel peace during these douche douche yeah <laughs> the douche 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 say <laughs> yeah so uh yeah that was that was the hardest bit but at the same time it's yeah. because of all these the loud noises uh then you're able to learn inner peace outside it's crazy but inside you're feeling complete bliss and peace i was just gonna ask what does that do make sense yeah, I was just going to ask you, what does inner peace, like what does that feel like to you? And, and you just explained it. It's like chaotic can yeah. be and then you're just still poised and you're actually still present. Is that right? You're so present. Yeah, so present. And you are aware of what's happening outside. But at the same time, you are still so grounded and so feeling like 100% of yourself. And like, I, I don't think words can explain really. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally hear you. Um, and so when that happens, does it feel like, like the world's kind of going by slowly? Like I would just imagining, like if I'm really present, does it feel like, and I'm grounded, does it feel like things are just happening and kind of like, or unfolding in slow motion in front of you or not really? Um, I, uh, I'm going to say it's like a timeless sensation. Okay. So um, you would think it, it looks like everything's unfolding slowly. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I can be in that sort of state for like a good 90 minutes, two hours. And, and it doesn't even feel like 90 minutes. It only felt like wow. maybe 10. Wow. It's just boom. It goes like that. Yeah. Wow. So now I know what time this feels like too. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting, you know, like sometimes when I'm adjusting, people are like, I swear I was in here for an hour and a half. I'm like, now it's 15 minutes. You got to go now. Like, you know, your, your treatment's done. But they're like, how do you warp time? I'm like, I'm not warping time. You know, for me, the adjustment is you're actually connecting to you. You're connecting to your higher self and you're just actually really yeah. present. So I'm not bending time at all. You're just being present. And so, yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's interesting. Can I, um, is there anything else you want to share with your journey before I kind of come in and share my experience? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say that was pretty much the big takeaway thing. So even when I'm back in Hong Kong and it's pretty crazy, so we've got the COVID yeah. happening, COVID happening everywhere. And there's also the political unrest that's been happening for the past year. Um, I'm actually not phased anymore. I am completely unfazed with all these protests. Mm. And before prior, it would have phased you. I was, yeah, I, I, I would say I could, I would be swept away with the, the negative yeah, okay. emotions. Yep. Yeah. And Phoebe, did you take a before and after photo? I did. 
Um, and we we lost a lot of weight. All of us lost at least five kilos. Yeah, because we weren't eating. Okay, <laughs> but I, I, I'm quite curious. But did your did your face change in any way? Sometimes I do notice when people have gone through an inner transformation their face yeah. opens up in a different way. So I'm actually just quite curious for you, if you look at photos before, like even a couple of years before yeah. to now, is this, is there change for you? Oh, definitely. So even, um, yeah, we took pictures right after. Yeah. And everyone was glowing. Yeah. Like you could, you could just see the glow around them. Wow. I, I, I might have lost a bit of the glow, but <laughs> <laughs> you're still glowing. You're still glowing. <laughs> I'm still glowing. Um, so, Phoebe, would you do that again? Yes, actually. Um, I did have thoughts of, you know, when are we able to travel again so I can go back and do another 40 days? It sounds wow. crazy, but no, it's yeah, not crazy at all. I'd totally do it again. Man. No, it's. Hey, so, just, just to what called you was you went to a meditation class with Patrick, he mentioned it and then the thought was just there and that's, that's how it actually started for you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's, it's like this nagging feeling that that wouldn't go away until you said yes. <laughs> yeah. I, th I, I think what's crazy about it is it's like, um, you know, the, have you heard of the Vipassana meditations, which is 10 days? Um, uh, maybe I'm not okay. sure if I am familiar with this term. Okay. So I may or may not be pronouncing it correctly. Vipassana right. and it's 10 days of just silent meditation. And I, I think you may or may not have your own room or it's group. And then of a night time, there's a lecture and you're actually eating a vegetarian diet and you know, you, you go to the centers and when people are like, wow, silence for 10 days. Oh my God. And now I'm like, Phew. 10 days and that's nothing. My friend's done it for 40 days and it's like, ooh. <laughs> well, is there, hey, I'm actually quite curious because 40 is one of those numbers. There's a lot of spiritual connotations or correlations to 40. Was there a reason why it was 40 days? Like why not 39 or 41? Um, I'm going to say 40 days is more of like um, a guarantee that something will happen during the 40 days. Okay. So you're like, because, fingers crossed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hit the jackpot. Usually by then, everyone will have something happen to them. Okay. And when you say something yeah, happened to them. A lot of them, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say the, the detox kind of happens within the first two weeks. Yep. So my crying for two weeks, that was, I'm going to say that was my biggest emotional detox. Mm -hmm. um, how I process everything was just, just to cry it out, really. Yeah. I, I guess. And, 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 and it was after that you can slowly start to build the energy up to, up to that level. And then what happens when you build that energy up to that level? So it's kind of like a big project, right? You need a, you need to build up to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. My, you know, when you said, just to clarify for the listeners in that it, that yeah. in it, 40 days, something will happen. What are some of the things like is crying? One of the things that will happen is there like, you know, feeling energy moving in your body. One of the things will happen like feeling mm -hmm. elevated, levitating. Like what are the things? 
Yeah, so um, crying for sure, because that's, that's one of the ways the body processes the things. Yep. Um, you know, it could be on all levels, you know, on a physical level, you could be shaking. Yeah, you know, on a on an emotional level, you could could be crying. You could feel really angry. I've heard someone that was really, really angry for forty days. Wow. Um, And yeah, and it's after they process that, then then their big moment comes. Like their their good, really good experience comes. And Phoebe, as these experiences come, does it feel like? Is it feel like a journey back? So when you get back to Hong Kong, like, you know, or back into starting to converse with people, does it feel like you don't want to talk? Do you feel really, um, what's the word? Like you just want to be introverted, like, or is it easy? Like, is there a way where you gently have to bring yourself back into society? Uh, I would say I was kind of in that timeless zone for a little too long. So my sense of time was pretty warped when, when we came back to civilization. Yeah. Uh, it did, it did take, I'm going to say it probably took a few weeks for, for me to pick up the city pace again. Yep. And uh, in terms of talking to people, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It was, it's more like, I haven't been able to talk for so long. I can finally talk. So I'm pretty happy to talk. Man. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I, it's, I do want to go back to that state. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm going to say it is a little hard now, but uh, I am still doing the inner sound meditation. So even as we're speaking right now, I'm kind of listening to the sound as well. Yeah. So that's kind of like my, my live meditation. Wow. And do you do that 21 hours a day still? Uh, I try until I sleep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But actually having said that, there are times when um, I'm not able to sleep and I just listen to the sound. And so I can feel my body is rested. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't need to be like deep sleep in order to be rested so interesting what what an amazing practice and it's like the takeaway is this beautiful tool and that you're actually still it's actually in you does it feel like it's part of your physiology now and you're just like wow i just actually just naturally do it all the time definitely and also it um i have noticed when i came back when i'm adjusting people my intuition is a lot stronger yeah so even when i'm adjusting i'm listening i'm listening to the sound Mm. And it's like, okay, I know where I need to adjust much faster. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Man. Ooh, I like that, Phoebe. Yeah. So, um, can, can I just share my journey with you? And yes, please. It's interesting. I don't know how I ended up telling you. And then you're like, I did the 40 days. I'm like, man, we need to talk. Um, the <laughs> vow of silence, it's, I, I, I had, a, I've always had a fascination with it and it was something, you know how you said, it just keeps egging. You want to do it. You want to do it. You want to do it. And it's not until you do it. You're like, oh. um, so when I did, yeah, when I did the Camino last year, I wanted to do it in silence because I knew that you could, like, I knew that there are people who actually do the meditation in silence and it just, the opportunity never presented. And I remember back in 2016, one of my dearest friends, Monica, and I went to a silent retreat 
we sat and we talked from 10 a.m to 6 p.m we didn't actually leave our seats we talked <laughs> the whole time and then we laughed because we're like this was meant to be our silent retreat kind of thing so i've been drawn to it and then um so this year as my sabbatical finished i went right i want to finish it because my sabbatical started on my birthday i wanted to finish it on my birthday marking one year but i wanted the last 10 days to be silent and i was so grateful with you because i didn't know i thought i was going to be doing painting and you know I'll, i had like at 10 a.m you know i'll do painting at this a.m i'll do you had, you had schedule. i had a whole schedule <laughs> and it was it was so beautiful to actually check in with you and you actually prepared me because i was a bit out of my depth i'm like I don't know what to do. I look up this Vipassana thing. People just go, it can't be that hard, right? And one of the things you actually, and I knew I wanted to have a vegetarian diet. At home, I'm primarily vegetarian. When I do go out, I do eat meat. And then primarily I'm vego here. So that was no issue for me. Um, and I know that the less, you, you know, we don't actually need to eat. Like I have found that we don't actually need to eat. Do you need something? Uh, uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. And so it's a cultural thing, which is, uh, and a societal thing, which, which is really interesting. Again, a totally different topic, but um, I knew that I needed something to sustain me. And I know that when we discussed, uh, you said you primarily ate fruit and I'm not, I won't, I know that's not going to be enough for me. Um, so I went with veggie soup, a really beautiful, hearty veggie soup. And one of the things you shared with me was it's like, trees make sure you have check-ins because you had check-ins every day uh, when you did the 40 days whereas with me I was actually just cold 10 days in my own in my own environment and so and I meditated up to maybe four to five hours a day unlike you doing it for 21 hours um, that was probably what I could handle and then one of the things you said to me was do a live meditation so you taught me the inner sound and then you said, yeah. if you go on a hike, just do a live meditation. So that made me really at peace going, you know what? There's no right or wrong. I'm actually observing <laughs> silence. And you know what? There's actually no right or wrong. It's you do it how you want to do it and just set some rules. So it gave me so much freedom to play. And I think because you gave me that freedom, I actually meditated more than I actually thought I would. So as I'm doing this journey, of meditating i was loving it the first seven days were bliss let me tell you they were so great and like emotions were coming up and like i would sit down i would meditate oh and of the i would listen during the day i would listen to so with this vipassana they have lectures uh, they have lectures every day and i i turned all my internet off because you know how you you guys couldn't have your phone so i turned my internet off but then i would turn it on to listen to the actual one hour or one hour, whatever lecture. And then I'd turn it off again, or I'd run the meditation, whichever meditation I was running. And it was just essentially, you know, not getting attached to the sensations and, and just breathing and observing your breath. So not in a sound ones, but more, uh, more just breathing ones. And what was interesting was the journey of the emotions that came up. So, you know, how you're like, why did I come here? Why did I pay this? You know, why did I pay this money? Like only on the first day, I was like, why am I doing this again? Like, why? And then I'm like, <laughs> oh no, I'm finally here. And then as I'm, as I'm going through, it's like 
fear and like me being fear, fearful and scared, like those emotions come up, then anger comes up and anger comes up in a way that, man, let me just tell you, I was trying to avoid it. And I think that was the day I sanded my whole house. So I had to sand my walls and I was just, okay. And but at the same time I was being present. I was doing the live meditation as well as, excuse me, as well as, as, as doing the other meditations I was doing. And then, and then all of a sudden it just hit. And then it's like, I was grateful. I was so uh, sorry before gratefulness came in self-compassion. So as I went through the fear, the scared to the anger, all of a sudden self-compassion came in. And then when that came in, gratitude came in. And then there was these particular meditations I was doing and there'd be like a particular music that was played in this particular part of the meditation. And I would just be bawling and I'd have like these moments and I'd actually journal and write down what actually came up for me. So that was pretty cool for the first seven days. Right. And then boy, did it. And then I hear a butt somewhere. Oh man. Day eight, day nine, day 10 were by far, by far the hardest because what it felt like was everything was just really raw in my face now. So what was really raw was what I actually say to myself. You know how like you say things, you don't even aware what you say to yourself. It's like the sentences. And I'm like, I was like, what? That was so hard because it was so, so in my face. And so day eight, I went, that's it. I'm eating crackers. Now I was just primarily eating veggie soup. And I, I, I was like, I promised myself, like the guidelines, the structure that I made was I'm not having any processed food at all. Instead yeah. of allowing myself permission, Phoebe, do you know what I did? I started Googling on day eight, what they eat at Vipassana meditations. So if they ate something at Vipassana, <laughs> then I could eat it. So I ate crackers. <laughs> it's allowed. Yeah, I ate crackers, cheese, and then by day 10, I had to eat meat. Um, but it was actually a really interesting process. It was, it was so interesting that this year when I, I'm actually doing my calendar for next year, and the first thing was, yeah. right, right, I'm doing my 10 days again. I'm doing my 10 days again. So a very interesting process. Now, because we're wrapping so funny this. Because yeah. When we got to India and we're looking at our surroundings, like me and my friend were like, you know, I think just one time should be enough. I don't think we have to come back. And then the <laughs> oh last day, God. we're like, oh, I wonder when we can come back again. You know? <laughs> it's, so, it's so different. Phoebe, as we're wrapping it up, what advice would you give for all those listeners? Because there are so many people interested in actually taking a vow of silence. What is something that you would actually give them or say to them? Even if they want to do one day or two days or five days, what, what, what would you say? Just do it. Just, just start it. Mm. Listen, listen to your body. Your body knows best. You, yeah. you yourself know best. So, yeah. yeah. If you want to, even if it's just like half a day, then just, just start that. And then you, it'll just hit. Something will just hit. And like you said, um, you were able to meditate for like several hours a day then who knows so true that might just happen there's so much freedom you're like you know what just do it see what happens do it don't beat yourself up just do it no we don't know until we try right that's actually so true we actually don't yeah oh man well phoebe thank you so much for joining us on the conscious health uh podcast practices podcast which is this is an actual conscious practice 
that we have both decided to do. And I'm so glad that we had a conversation to share with others.